There's a lot of activity online that could be categorized as fake, cheating, or even a distortion of truth or reality. And because we might view it that way, it might lead us to look at people's tactics and think less of them. Some of the big influencers have been taking a hit to their reputation when people found out their large followings aren't completely legitimate. It's been 16 years since Facebook launched, and all the others have been around for just about a decade now. And the amount of change that has happened within social media is astounding. There have been major shifts of attention, multiple changes to their interfaces, and their user experience. Privacy policies and end-user policy has evolved. All these things have changed the way we operate online, ways which we might not have tried in person. It's an interesting discussion because for some of it, we feel we might not have had a choice. You're listening to It All Works. I'm Jason Wheeler, and this is episode 15, Fake, Cheat, Distort. If you can remember back when the major apps started, it seemed almost too good to be true. And we were right, it was. Maybe it was a combination of trying to encourage more people to step into the ecosystem, or maybe the analytics, programming, and technology weren't in place to do things the way the platforms do now. Things were simpler and a lot more free and easy. One thing is for sure, It didn't feel like there was anything holding us back or any restrictions. The pipeline to an audience flowed unrestricted. You know what started to happen next was some pretty odd behavior. We started to see some people do things, outrageous things for our entertainment, and they started to get massive audiences. Others shared their message loud and clear, and they also grew a huge following. All the fame and fortune that was being discovered online turned it into a gold rush, which made content become wildly creative. Some of it was meant to shock you or surprise you. Others were meant to raise your spirits and make you laugh. Celebrities made you feel like you had a direct link to them, and we followed. But as the craze wore on, the rules changed, and what was once possible became very difficult and rare. Our reach was shortened. Whatever it used to take before, it was ten times harder, and it was only going to become more challenging. This is when we started to see the tactics that involved being fake, cheating, and a distortion of reality. We have a whole generation of people that would have you believe they have traveled the world while people throw money at them, when in reality it was just some creative trick photography to make us believe it. And some of those large followings, they aren't what we think they are. A large portion don't truly exist. Their sole purpose is to make you believe the hype. The anonymity of it allowed people to talk about themselves in a way that could not be proven or disproven. And so we kind of went along with it all. But what were all these people doing? Did they really have to go this route and do all these deceptive things to get where they got to? The answer, sadly, is yes. They had very few options, and they found a way. It would be easy to point out a person's social media account that seems suspect. You look at the photos and you say to yourself, did they really go to that exotic place last week, and now this week they are in another fabulous destination on the other side of the world? How the heck are they doing this? Some people are able to do this, but most of the ones that can don't share it with the rest of the world. Because when you have worked to achieve that kind of lifestyle, you want to enjoy it, and you don't need the extra work of showcasing it or doing a perpetual victory lap. What makes it seem possible is you can geotag any photograph anywhere in the world and there's nothing anyone can do about it. I'm not saying they're all fake. What I am sharing is that there is nothing stopping the fake from mixing in with the reality. The social media platform doesn't do anything to make the contents within their app legit. The same can be said for bot followers and engagement. 
Whether we like it or not, a lot of people do look at how many followers they have as a metric and how many people like or commented on their posts. But it's not the same thing as getting a high score on a video game back in the 80s when your three initials would be on display for everyone else to see. It's much worse. It's about what will other people think. How will I look if people don't like my posts and nobody even comments? And I must be the biggest loser because everyone else I know has more followers and friends than me. Oh, this whole thing has become social currency and has made people seek the help of companies that will sell you fake users or fake engagement so you can at least pretend you are revered more than you are. Hopefully getting the attention and respect of other people because your numbers are telling them a story about you that isn't true and believing it actually inflates the true value of your content. Here's just another example of a situation that can hide the fakers amongst the legit people. And the social media apps are more than happy to let it happen. No, actually, I would say they made it happen. And they are good with that because it inflates their numbers and activity. It makes it seem more like the place to be. And when they have shareholders, this isn't something they are going to try and address or shut down. What would happen if in one of the platforms they said, we're going to verify every user under a new system to remove all the fake accounts and users and all the inactive ones too. And then they flicked the switch, and once it all got cleaned up, they went from 1.1 billion users down to 400 million users. Stock prices would plummet, and somebody's going to get fired. It's not good for business. But what's good for them doesn't help the reality of the situation. The reality is the game changed, and in order for some people to succeed, alternate tactics gave them a chance to prop up their stature within the platforms so they can get the attention they need to execute their overall strategy. Are they cheating? Yes. Did they have a choice? Yes. Would they be able to achieve the same result with things the way they are? No. And they didn't break the law. Yet. What you're working within is a system that can't or won't police the fakers or cheaters. They leave it to you to accept it or ignore it. Only you can decide if you will buy into the legitimacy of a person or not. Only you decide which metric proves someone to be legit. They aren't going to filter anything. You're going to have to choose. I've watched people grow their accounts with a large following using bots and software that make them seem more active than they actually are. It makes their account follow, like, and comment on posts that the owners haven't even viewed. And this is to accomplish something most social media strategists will tell you to do. You need to interact with people and follow others, and by doing that, they are more likely to follow you back and view your content, because they think you are doing the same for them. The evidence is usually in the number of accounts they follow. They have 7,000 followers, but they're probably following 4,000 people. Here's the thing. Do you really think they are taking an interest in 4,000 people? Not likely. They wouldn't get through all their content even if they looked at it all day long. Most of the time, this is a like-for-like or follow-for-follow strategy. They follow thousands of people hoping they will follow back, and then days or weeks later, silently, they unfollow the person. Now it makes it look like they have more legit followers to everyone else and they continue to do this cycle all the time. I watched an account that had the number of people they follow fluctuate between 1,500 and 6,000 a couple times a month. And I looked at their content and it was average at best, but what I noticed was their following was growing at 20 to 40 accounts per day. There was no doubt it was getting them more followers, and it might even help their status, but they weren't really earning real, valuable followers. It was a trade-off. And it's just another strategy with the same goal as buying followers, but without paying for them. I sometimes wonder what they are thinking. The people that own these accounts. Do they take pride in this? 
does that artificial number make them feel legitimate? Or do they know deep down it's a facade and it's just a fake it until you make it thing? And again, this generates a lot of activities on these platforms and who would want to put the brakes on that? Nobody. When these platforms started, nobody had to do any of these things. There was so much activity at the time and such a shortage of good content. The cream rose to the top organically and almost everyone on the platforms experienced growth. But when the platforms needed to turn a profit through ads and boosts, the pipeline got pinched. Maybe it didn't seem fair, but that is commerce. The environment it created left some people with no answers as to how they were going to achieve what they wanted. So other strategies and programs came into play. They did what they felt they needed to do. What does it say about a person like that? Maybe they feel like a victim of circumstances and they had no other options. Maybe they feel that if they are smart enough to rig the system, then they deserve their newfound status. Or maybe they know they just aren't that skilled. Maybe they know their content doesn't really have the value it should to get the attention they want. And finally, they just might be vain, impatient, or lazy. And after all that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who does it as long as it doesn't mess you up. Sure, they might get a bigger audience, more followers, and engagement, and others might follow them thinking they are something special. That's just the way it is. We all have a choice. While all this has distorted people's vision of how it works and what is or isn't legit, we need to remember some key things. Audience size doesn't matter at all. Fan base does. Even though there's a huge number of likes or followers or subscribers, there might not be a single fan. They might not be a single person interested in their work. To falsely gain a huge following hoping that number will legitimize your work is a fantasy. It's just a matter of time when those people will unfollow and unsubscribe. So many new online entrepreneurs look at the wrong metrics to start with. It's not how many followers, it's how many fans. It's not how many email addresses, it's how many opens. It's not how many likes, it's how many conversations. If you're operating an online business, follows, addresses, and likes don't equal success. Fans, open rates, and conversations will lead to success. So what does it matter if other people use these strategies or tactics that we think are fake, cheating, or distorting? As long as we do what we believe is the right thing for us, we should let them do what is right for them. I do this podcast weekly, and there is a certain metric that can indicate if you're really succeeding. You could think it's subscribers, but it's a step further. It's active subscribers, the ones that subscribe and return to listen to the downloads from your podcast on a regular basis. Incremental growth of downloads listened to and new listeners will indicate success, but there are still people buying subscribers and listeners. When I think of that, it seems too crazy. I know they might do it to show up near the top of a search, but there is no joy in spending money to pretend that those bought listeners are actually listening and learning and loving your work. It's a dead end. And buying reviews on top of that, it's all just a fantasy that they are creating for themselves. At the end of the day, if their podcast is crap, they will give up and stop spending money trying to prop up their content that nobody was interested in. The faking, cheating, and distortion happens all the time. It happens in overlapping waves. There are new people trying all these tactics while others have failed and quit. One new person is trying it just as another one quits. It seems constant to everyone else watching, but the players are constantly changing and in rotation. They burn out, and their businesses might have gone up in flames too. We all know who has succeeded legitimately and lasted longer. 
They have had bigger successes and they have always had better content and more value to offer. This episode does highlight some of the tactics that we might find to be unscrupulous or crazy. And I used to get really upset when I saw other people do them, thinking they were ruining the system. Well, I've learned. They have adapted to the system. And they are doing what they feel they need to do. And the system allows for that. It's not harming me. It might be harming their audience. It's still a lot of work and expense, and hopefully they are happy with what they are getting from it. If people need vanity numbers, then they need it, and it's not for me to say otherwise. I don't need the vanity numbers, fake followers, or any other truth-altering metrics. I just need to connect with the people I can serve best. That's all I want. Making it all work. I will usually give you some pointer to get you started on whatever it is I spoke about in the episode. In this particular case, I'm going to advise you of one thing relating to this week's subject. Focus on what you do and how you go about gaining the attention of an audience and how you grow your following. Never mind if your competition is doing things that you're not willing to do. There is nothing we can do about the other people's strategies and tactics unless it's illegal. And of course, if they start to mess with your business, then it's game on and you can show them who's legit. Thanks for listening to the 15th episode of the It All Works podcast. I hope you enjoyed my little rant and learned something from it too. If you have any questions, just go to itallworks.com to this episode's page. At the bottom, you can email me from there. You can also join the It All Works Facebook group where I continue the discussion about the podcast topics. Until next week, stay safe and take care.